I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey everybody, good Tuesday morning, the first morning of playoff hockey Waking up to scores, staying up late watching games. Sean Gentili, you look and sound great. Someone who's enjoying feeling every moment. Good, feeling great, feeling normal. <laughs> Definitely nothing going wrong over here. How we doing? Can you catch? I'm asking. I'm, I, I'm not asking for me, but can you catch uh, COVID over a podcast or a Zoom? Because I'm, you're making my eyes water Guess listening what? to Guess you. Guess what? We're about to find out. Oh my gosh! I can't. We're gonna keep this segment short. We have we've got a great show that we recorded on Monday um, to tee it up uh, for uh, numerous reasons. But one, um, because we want to get uh, Shana Goldman on, who did an incredible, just heroic job uh, producing six million words of playoff preview content. And we have you know there's there's another full slate of games tonight of. Uh, Game one, round one uh, to talk about. And Shayna um, is so good. She's so good at breaking it down. And so that's that's segment two. But we dragged Sean out of the sick bay um, to, 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 and made him watch all the games uh, last night to talk about what happened last night. And let's start with, and I hate to say this as the American podcast, but I, my cup pick now, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sean, you, Mitch Marner, who you know has taken some heat through the years. Uh, right. What a, what a performance out of him! Wait, wait, Mitch Marner's taking heat through the years. What are you talking about? I mean, listen. I know most of you listening to this are American. You probably haven't seen what happens up in Canada, but in yeah. Toronto, uh, Mitch Marner in certain circles has taken some heat. I would say <laughs> uh, it's it's because he makes eleven million dollars a year and hasn't scored a playoff goal since twenty eighteen or whatever. He was so good last night. So good. I yeah. don't think you could have, and 
I said this in the in the NHL daily, like the morning post that we're all doing every single day, every single day for the next oh six weeks, eight weeks, however long. I wouldn't it is. say we're all doing it. I mean, you, you. <laughs> it's really good. I guess it. what? Guess what? <laughs> guess who's gu- guess who's doing it for Sunday morning? Craig <sighs> and only Craig. Mm. No, Mar- Marner was unbelievable. Like watching watching his play on that on that five minute kill in the first period, yeah, uh, that was I don't a, a warning flare. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I that that was like that was a glimpse I think into into a player who looked. <clears throat> I think the issue coming out of last year for for the Leafs, aside from the lack of production, aside from the loss, was that Marner in particular looked lost. He mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't just not produce he he looked he looked bad while he was doing it so for them to start out the series and the in the in the playoffs in general that way with that kill on the Kyle Clifford game misconduct was was unbelievable because he was he was engaged and fantastic and I think that was one of those moments where you're just like, oh okay this might be this might be different right yeah let's well, say producer Jeff who is super old really old mm-hmm. he's been a Leafs fan forever um he said it was one one of the best pks he'd ever seen and he pointed out when we were just chatting before that you know they weren't just icing the puck it was it was finding someone to pass it to bring it in uh, you know bring it up the yeah. ice just just complete domination against a pretty good team pretty good team on the power play. I, I think the whole power kill term has been over it's like become mm-hmm. overused in the last yeah, in the last probably. like year but that was a power kill. Also, I was trying to do the math in my head. Jeff is three years older than you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. said something mm-hmm. casually like, I've been watching the Leafs for 50 years. I'm like, my goodness. He's starting He's starting from <laughs> the Phantom Clock starts in day oh, one. Oh, in Toronto, like you're just for, born for, into for it. Those, yeah, yeah. I, un- unfortunately. Can you imagine something so something so horrific? Is being born in a Toronto Maple Leafs fandom. Oof. So to keep the focus on America as be- as mo- much as we can, you, what's your what's your Tampa Bay Lightning concern level? It's stupid to be too worried about them after one game, yes. right? But oh, oh, they look bad. They look bad. <laughs> maybe they need, maybe they need a game where more than like half of it is played at five on five. Let's right. let's see let's see how that works before any, before anybody is ready to you know shovel dirt. I would on. have to think because I don't know this. Like the teams that have gone on long runs, what their exit the first year after like uh, looks like. Because I, part of me wonders if this is a team that knows how grueling it is, and if if t- Toronto looks great early in the series, might just go. You know what? That's a that's a I don't know if we have it in us this year. You know what I mean? We got two cups. Like oh, man. they know what what it takes to go all the way. So, it, like I don't know. I felt that sometimes with not with them last night, but with some great teams where you're like, mm, maybe they just don't want to do it this year. I'm not saying that's what Tampa's kind of. I mean, I kind of felt felt that way about the about the Penguins in 2018. Yeah, they they made it to the second round. They they lost they lost the Caps, but that team very much so had the feel of like. Throughout the course of the regular season, you you had the you're like okay, this is this, this team isn't long for the world. There's a there's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> the tank, 
the the tanks haven't quite been refilled, uh, right? You know, in, in in a bit, and that's yeah, that's only even that's true uh, under normal circumstances, right? Let alone let alone when you're when, when you're talking about two playoff runs with all the all all the BS that that's that, that's gone on over, over the last two years. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I pick the Lightning to win the Cup too. I pick the Lightning to win, to win the series. Like I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not ready to jump ship on that. But it's that's the concern, and it, and it, and it was always, it was always going to be. Uh, <laughs> St. Louis Blues looked like a world beater last night. I like watching that game, and then watching, you know, it, it's one of those things where it just you, you slip into this comfort mode, and you're like, oh yeah, it's David Perron scoring on the power play, and Ryan O'Reilly <laughs> making plays, and yeah, of course. I know this that's team. how it. That's how it. That's how I know. I know these guys. <laughs> the Blues. The Blues have been really, really good down the stretch. Yeah, and they're really good against the Minnesota Wild. That game. That game was. That game was interesting. That game was. That game was really. Also, Jared Spurgeon lost his marbles and is mm. going to get suspended for trying to. For for, a, for a, what would appear, it, it looked like he tried to break Pavel Buchnevich's leg. Yeah, which is which is crazy. Um, Jared Spurgeon got a lot of lady Bing votes, and those votes were due. <laughs> I hope he those wins more than anything. <laughs> that would those be votes, so great. those votes were due at at seven Eastern last night. And three hours later, Jared Jared Spurgeon pulling something is 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 dirty as you can do, and he's he's gonna get he's gonna get suspended. Oh my gosh! I hope they show that clip and are the awards in Vegas or wherever the awards are. Like as he's walking on the stage, Ladies it'd be great if there is some if there is some gigantic video board set up when whenever they do the awards. Yeah, yeah. They, they just they just broadcast it behind behind Spurgeon. Um, that series that series is gonna be a blast though. It's gonna be fun. Like that's one of those you expect the Wild to to bounce back and. And it's going to go back. The the one um, Carolina just continuing to play really well against the Boston Bruins. Um, I feel like that might be one of those under the radar series that just Carolina. Uh, you know, we'll see. But they really strong start for the for the Hurricanes. That was one of those classic games where you you watch the first period, and the Bruins were maybe not dominant, but close yeah. enough to it. But it also had the feel of like they gotta they gotta cash in on some of these or else it's gonna come back and bite them in the ass, and it did. Right, like that that was a game that Boston needed to have. Yep. And not to and not to dump on Antti Ranta, right? Because you know he's been so, he's been a solid goalie for for several years, but he's also the backup for a reason. Right. <laughs> so so to see that you know game one you come out and try to jump on him and he was he was he was phenomenal straight away so there's got to be some element of demoralization there for sure hurricanes the stat was from the digest four and oh against the bruins and bruins fans already know all this but for those of you who aren't paying that close attention four and oh uh combined score now 21-1 in carolina's favor in the last last series we want to touch before we bring in shana um last game Sean, you did have a great tweet. We were giving giving a laugh over your Mike Mike Smith. He said something along the lines of the year is twenty forty three, and a Western Conference GM is still bringing in Mike Smith to win playoff games. Um, I'm I'm in the I feel bad for the Oilers camp, and I know you don't. You have no sympathy. Nope. nope. But I don't know. I don't know. I I don't. I take no pleasure in this. 
watching Connor make great plays and watching the Kings win. I don't know. I just don't. I don't, I don't take I, I don't take pleasure in it. I just don't I, I don't I don't have pity on them. Not even Connor? Not really. Okay. He's fine. You <laughs> saw his house. <laughs> um no, I know. I mean these guys are he all He could have left. He 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 could have signed he could have signed a shorter deal. If you're that pissed, take control of your destiny and force your way out. I mean, we don't need to overreact to one loss. I, I still think the Oilers win the series, but um <laughs> Kings in three. <laughs> How that is that is roster malpractice. Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen on that team. Yeah. How does it how does it get to that? That's that's that that is shameful. Shameful. Like, Mike Smith, even when Mike Smith was at his peak, which was Ten years ago, he he wasn't reliable. Yeah, right. I, it was good just, for the Coyotes in one playoff run, if you remember. Oh yeah, I mean, I the, I went down the rabbit hole on on twenty twelve on, on that twenty twelve series, which he lost, by the way, to Jonathan Quick. <laughs> oh yeah, Quick Quick was at Quick was at nine thirty. I looked this up last night. Quick was at nine thirty nine in that series, and Mike Smith was at nine thirty six. Mm. Good. You know, whatever. Great battle. Guess what else? It was 10 years ago. Yeah, but it seems like yesterday. Um, on July 28th, the year of our Lord 2021, Philip Deneau signed a six-year, $33 million <laughs> deal with the LA Kings. And I do, like, remember thinking, like, I like him, but it seemed like, oh, is that what the Kings, are they at the point where that that's what they need to bring in? Like, he's a guy that'll maybe pay off in the playoffs or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely not... He's definitely not going to come in and score 27 goals right away. What, right? A, what a move. And then he's playing against Connor. He's just going to, you're going to get a steady diet of him if you're on the best line playing him in the playoffs. I never would have imagined the payoff coming in. You know what? On that signing. It's okay for us to be like, huh, I didn't, I don't think we knew that, that Philip Deneau had that, had that club in his bag. Didn't, didn't know that he had that gear. It's okay for us to say that. It is not okay for the Montreal Canadiens to say that. I think they knew. Like everyone always likes him. Like he's a player people love. I don't. I don't know, man. I think. I think. I mean, that not was twenty-seven par- goal. That was but- part of the. That, that was part of the narrative when he left. Was like he's. He's like I. Was that they had him pigeonholed as, you know, tough defensive minutes and throw him to the wolves and, you know. Great, great player. Thanks a lot. But the, but this is your role. Yeah. And then he ends up in LA where he's from the jump was getting easier minutes had had maybe some, you know, there's just more put more in position to produce offensively and it's paid off. I love it. That was, that was really fun watching him, watching him do that last night. Yeah. Like that's, that's the, that they should just put him on the uh, solo cam and we can just watch him take shifts. Um, I like, I don't think that I'm, I still like wouldn't bet on the Kings to pull this off. No, I don't think so. But um, but I don't know. That's that's the way. I'll tell you what. If that's the way a Kings series, like a Kings series win, would have started, would have been basically like you you, right. you, you, you play him, you play him even. You, you you take some lumps on the power play, and then and then you and then you seize on mistakes. Yeah. That, 
down the stretch. Like that's how that's how upsets happen. Not a lot of margin for error if that's what's gonna, you know what I mean. If you're the Kings, yeah. But it'll be fun. I, I'm telling you, dude. It's it's the goaltending situation. Yeah, that's yeah. that 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 is such that's such a variable. Like you you could come out and get an identical game too from Mike Smith there, or who knows? I don't know. How much rope do you give Mike Smith? Like what 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 if he, what if he just comes out flat in game two, and he's and he lets in, you know he stops thirty nine to thirty five. Is it Miko Koskinen in time? I can't believe these are their only options. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Uh, <sighs> see see what happened. See what you did, Edmonton. Sean barely has enough energy to hold his head up, and you've got him all riled up. I did I not honestly, think we'd you know see what, this much emotion out of you. You powered through this first segment, Sean, like a champ, and you found it. I, I honestly, I, I, I honestly don't feel that bad. I'm just very, very like, very phlegmatic here, and I know I sound. You sound worse than you feel. Not just bad, but disgusting. Like I sound gross. Yeah. Jeff said he had to take out so much sniffling and coughing in the other interview. Like he had to, it took him an extra hour of editing. Check the checks in the mail. All right, let's take a break. Sean, you take a rest, and we're going to be back with Shayna breaking down all of the rest of the playoff series. As we mentioned, the All American night of playoff series, including your American Cal- Calgary Flames. Hell yes. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back. We are now thrilled to be joined by the ever talented, versatile Shayna Goldman of The Athletic, who is going to help us preview the All American Day Two. And it's all, there's no Canadian teams, and we'll, we'll get to that at all, <laughs> playing tonight in the playoffs. Shayna just spent, how long? First of all, how many words do you think you wrote? previewing every playoff series you and Don. It was a lot. It was over 25,000 altogether. I'll tell you what. I'll, t- I'll tell you who knows the exact number. Dom. Yes. Dom. Oh, yes. He knows Dom for sure. was keeping track. I'm yes. going to say, she, this is not a joke. Shannon, I think in the last, we'll say since Thursday, I would say in the last like four days, it's definitely possible that nobody has written more in the history of the <laughs> website than than you. It's you might got, be right. Because <laughs> power rankings, which is always a tank, all the all the preview <laughs> stuff, all the other nonsense, you gotta be you gotta be way, way up there. I wouldn't count the power rankings as writing. It's more say. it's more well, I mean 
It's I don't, typing. I don't we either. Do type it's words. typing. It's typing. <laughs> typing. There's a lot of typing there's an, involved. There's an, or, there's an order to it. Order typing. Organized yes. typing. It's not- so, Shana, thanks for joining us. Let's let's dive right in because we, I feel like even if we don't spend long in each series, this could go long. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to uh, do that to the, the poor listener. I'm going to start. We're just going to go right in producer Jeff's order here. Why I would think ourselves. Pittsburgh Penguins at the New York Rangers. Sean and I were, were talking about this. We like this series. This is a fun one. Um, the Rangers have kind of emerged as a popular, like, cool pick. Uh, Penguins, final run vibes to them. Um, what did you learn when you were diving into the numbers in this series? That Dom's model just hates the Rangers. There's oh nothing God, more that how, we can yeah, say about unreal, it. Unreal. <laughs> unreal. Very biased. No, um, I think the thing is here, like, we both looked at it and saw how close the series can be. And if you look at it, you know, at base value by the model, it favors Pittsburgh. If you factor in heavy score with with the Rangers, you kind of have to, given everything they've done in the last year, you yeah. know, then it tilts towards the Rangers. But, like, not to be boring, it's going to come down to two key factors on each side. You have Igor Shesterkin, the best goalie in the world right now, who saved 37 goals above expected. And you have Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. And I think that's what this matchup is going to like boil down to. Can the Rangers improve defense, stop the two of them? And if not, can Shesterkin still be Shesterkin? And, you know, on the flip side of it, can anyone on Pittsburgh kind of exploit any gaps that they find in the Rangers game? It's funny because, I mean, you, I guess you could boil every every playoff series down to goaltending. Yeah. This one especially. Yeah. Like, if, I, if you had to put a pin on any of the series, that's going to come down to it. Like, this one, you really feel like there's a lot riding there. What do you like? Yeah. You like Igor Shesterkin over Casey DeSmith? So you're saying? <laughs> you're I mean, yeah. just a little bit, yeah. just a drop. Did you know that Casey DeSmith is at 9.27 save percentage over his last 17 games? Like he's been, I knew he's, that. he's been fine. I know you did. You keep you keep talking about it. Craig yeah. just texts me constant like daily up. updates on on Casey DeSmith's save percentage splits. <laughs> when you look at and you know Dom's model really well, so the GSVA. The, the gap between Casey DeSmith and Shesterkin is it's a 5.9 versus a yeah. 1.3. Like that, that, that seems significant. I don't know a lot about math. That's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a bit much. And even if it's Trish and Jerry, if he returns for later in the series, like there's still a gap right there. And like the thing that works for the Penguins favor is like their defense season wide has been better. But if you mm-hmm. look as of late, as of the last month, it has slid a little bit. And then for the Rangers, that's something that they did approve upon because, like, not for nothing, before the deadline, this was a team that was bottom five in creating rush chances for and bottom five in allowing rush chances against. Did the results reflect that? No, because they have great finishing talent and they have great goaltending. But there were a lot of gaps and they were allowing teams to just get right to the middle. So Mm -hmm. if they allow Pittsburgh to do that consistently, consistently, they're going to need Chesterkin to steal the series. If the Rangers do that for the Penguins, can DeSmith steal a series? I don't think so. No. Oh, wow. Sean's already settled. That's great analysis. No. No. (laughs) Yeah. One word, one word answers to everything. Absolutely. (laughs) Sean, uh, Rob Rossi wrote a really good story about Sid last week. Um, It just, again, I I am already like nostalgic for Sid. He's still right in the middle of his career and playing. And and there's already these feelings (laughs) of like, ah, remember Sidney Crosby. Ah, yeah. Now he's, now he's only the eighth best player in the league instead of of the (laughs) first. Like, like, gee whiz. We're like celebrating like he's, he's been out of the game for three years. (laughs) The grand old man, Sidney Crosby. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I feel like everyone's not talking about him though, because they're like, yeah, we know he's good. Like we're bored. Like, come on, just watch a highlight reel. You don't even need to watch a highlight reel. Just watch a game and watch him like deflecting pucks and batting them out of the air, or passing or making some smart defensive play. It's like, 
I I still think it's cool, but apparently it's no longer cool. It's boring. It's so <laughs> like last Sid? century, like oh, last yeah. decade, whatever. It is. <laughs> I mean, I think I think part of it is that he had that kind of lost. He had that lost October, where he got off to like a slow start, and then it was. It's been a slow build for him since then. I know. I'm I'm sure he's like top five in points since you know Thanksgiving or whatever it is. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not ready to I'm not ready to shovel dirt on 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 the on the old boy yet. Here's here's what I like. He's they're on a bit of a run of first round exits with Sid. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way he's going out like that in my no. mind. Like that's just no. like every the way that everything has worked with him in his career and these moments he's always had and rising to the occasion. <laughs> he's not he's not going out like anything. Like, like, like he's listen, not. This isn't listen, like we all know this, this is, is the last, last run for Sidney Crosby. He's he's <laughs> Do made you it believe known. It? Like you you wrote something like that though, Sean. You're like we yeah. always talk about this. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the last run. I think I think I like as a core. I think as it relates, if if you think the core of that team is is Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, I think I think it's over. Wow. Now we'll we'll see. I think that's I think that's the interesting part of that team moving forward is like who's left and you know who and, and, and who surrounds them. But yeah, it's this is the end of something. So I'm a big believer of like those external factors giving whatever additional edge you need to win a playoff series. Like mm-hmm. we've seen it. Like sometimes teams are plugged in and they they're motivated. Sometimes they're not. Um, the Rangers. Like really, like they probably all feel like they're going to be together forever. There's no I, what kind of urgency <laughs> mm-hmm. do the New York Rangers have right now? Like, if you're saying this is a coin toss, which we're not saying, I don't think we are saying it's a coin toss. It is a numbers. little bit. I think. Is I it? think of the of the series starting Tuesday. Yes, I think the most coin toss of all of them is uh, Boston Carolina. Yeah, but I okay. feel like this it's close because it really could go either way. I'm putting my money on Sid. All right, are we are we making predictions for each of those? We probably should have talked about this beforehand. Okay, I, I think we, we could. should. All right, I'm saying I'm I'm picking Penguins. I'm in whatever. picking the Rangers. It doesn't matter. You picking the Rangers? I think I'd, I, I think goaltending is going to steal a series. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I had Rangers in six, especially after and Shannon. You kind of you kind of alluded to this. Um, the deadline was really good for them, right? Like cop yep. cop's been good. Mod's been good. They've gotten stuff from Justin Braun, which I think is. Yeah, you know, he's probably gotten, not even going to play to start. Yeah, but oh, like really? to have him as a backup. Yeah, no, they're I think going to go Nemeth Schneider. They needed someone. They needed a, a depth guy who wasn't going to kill him, right? So I, I yeah. don't know what what have you what have you thought for? I mean, I know we said we're trying not to make these extremely long, but what have you <laughs> oh, no, like? What have uh, we, you? I, I mean, I had to set predictions and out on this series. I just want to hear. I just, I mean, look, Shannon. Shannon watches a lot of Rangers games. Like, what yeah. do you, what what have you seen from from Cop and Mott? Because I know that a lot of people have been like, this is a different team than it was at the deadline. They're better at five on five. They've grown in ways X, Y, and Z. Like, what have, what have you seen from those guys specifically? So they are better at five on five, specifically in their own zone since the deadline. They're slightly better offensively, but like they have better five on five scoring, which they just didn't before. They had to rely on their power play to like carry that weight. The biggest thing is cop. They have a capable right winger on that top line instead of trying to figure out that depth player like Dryden Hunt or Barkley Gaudreau, because like in years past, Colin Blackwell worked there and Jesper Foss worked there. So it shows you can have like a defensive minded utility player there but like they actually have to keep up and compliment them and no one could so cop has done that and then frank vetrano adds like he's streaky he's not great in his own zone but another scoring touch with uh Kreider and zibanejad and now they just have options so if they lose a player it's not like you're suddenly putting a fourth liner on the first line to replace him and tyler mott if he can return from injury is a big win because he's so good so disruptive shoots a lot and like fits a lot of holes for the team 
There we go. And they have the best player in the league in Chris Kreider, according to Sean. That's right, and, and baby. Hey, Chris Kreider drum all year. Hashtag, hashtag, Kreider, hashtag Kreider 50. Let's go. And Ted Lasso's sure. coaching him. I mean, come on. We've been on the Rangers. Uh, I'm not, now I'm talking myself out of the Penguins. <laughs> nope, it's fine. Sorry, sorry, bro. It's locked in. Okay, locked it. Yep. I, I'm fine. I, I'm fine <laughs> placing a wager on Sid. All right, let's get to the next series. Uh, the Washington Capitals at the Florida Panthers. This seems like a, not as interesting as series. Is this the biggest, Shannon, was this the biggest disparity in, no. based, based on the model? It wasn't? No. Mm-hmm. Nashville. Oh, it was. Nashville, Colorado, when they lost UC Saros, it went from like the 80% range. Dom asked me to guess, and I was like, oh, like 84%. He was like, nope, higher. 93-27. David Riddick, baby. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It, like, it, so it was bad no matter what. But like mm-hmm. now that you don't have Saros, it's really bad. What's um, what's Florida what's Florida what's Florida caps at? Um 84-16. <sighs> and then if you add heavy score, it's 80 to 20. Wow, I'm glad I pulled that number up because I would not have known that off the top. Of <laughs> oh my, my god, head. I know. I, I I I hate getting put on the spot like on radio interviews, and I just compl- I completely did it to you. I'm sorry. It's okay. Like I should know this stuff, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the exact numbers. I'd be like, it's a lot. It's a lot. A lot versus uh, not quite so much. <laughs> yeah. What's the yeah. what's the what's the biggest edge for for Florida for Florida going into that? Their offense, like they have an elite offense. They have. Three lines that are outstanding, and uh, even if they go behind in games, like they're probably not going to stay behind in games. They're one of the best come from behind teams at creating offense and finishing at five and five. And um, the Capitals have Ovechkin, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's nice. Solid. Um, but in, o- in Ovechkin, every- in Ovechkin, in Ovechkin. Yeah, like he faded a little bit in the second half, and you could see like a lot of their top guys running out of gas. So it it, it just. You look at that Capitals lineup, and you know what Nick Backstrom can be, and you know what Anthony Mantha can be, and you know what Ovechkin can be, and their skill there. But like, you look at the rest, and you're like, this is pretty unspectacular. And then you look at the Panthers, and their third line of Reinhardt, Marchman, and Lundell is thriving. They're mm-hmm. outscoring opponents by a huge margin. I think it might have been twenty-two to seven. I don't want to like lock that one in, but it was something like that. That it's really, really good because you don't have the three top defensive pairs to go against Barkov's line, which mm-hmm. is crushing it. Huberto's line that's super good offensively, and then the third line like it's not happening. I love I love Mason Marchman. He's a he's a fun, he's a he's a fun player. Um, I was like Claude Giroux since we talked about the Rangers trade deadline moves. Claude Giroux in eighteen games since the deadline has put up twenty three points. Um, <laughs> Is that good? I don't, that's pretty good. I don't think I knew he was. I knew he was over a point per game. I don't think I realized it was twenty three and eighteen. Jesus and Christ. it's three goals. And twenty assists, if I remember correctly, and some of them do come on yes. the power play. I I wrote the Panther section, so like I like That's looked great. through all You're of this literally in. like a day ago. Mm-hmm. Um, for the rest of them, if I don't know the team, it's we're <laughs> we're done for. No, uh, but Giroux. Also, I had him on my fantasy team, so like I oh, was so very really, closely. So watching you know him. how well he's doing. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, because he could play all three positions. So I was like, I'm yeah. going to add him. But no, he. The best thing too is like he's on the five forward power play unit. It took them like two games to kind of figure out which side Drew should play in Huberto, even though they rove throughout the whole thing and like are constantly moving the puck. But he's so good at five on five. He's so good on the power play. And like in Philly, he had to be like the guy. He mm-hmm. was so good on both ends. He could shoot. He could pass. Like obviously, he's not. He doesn't have the same sniping ability he did in his prime, but like he's still such a good player. And it took this offense that didn't need to get any better, like that much higher. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I'm fascinated by Florida because they're entering this this postseason with essentially the same core um, that they've you know that we've seen them get bounced early, and now they've just become a juggernaut. And what Shannon, when you're looking at the numbers and what that management group has been able to surround those players with, is there any anything that you say, okay, like this is the reason, like this is what's pushed them into the, the other you know atmosphere? It's, I think a lot of it comes from the forwards they've brought in. Like you look at Sam Bennett was a last year's deadline acquisition. He fits in really well. Sam Reinhardt yeah. is such mm-hmm. a good player and he's somehow on the third line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have a rookie in Lundell, super important because you need someone to balance the cap a little bit and his entry level deal does. And he's been very yes. good. Um, and then Drew on top of it. And then like you look at last year's off season too, they found Carter Verhage, like a great yes. hidden gem right there. Who's like a top five player in transition this season. Like, He's so good, even though he doesn't have the same scoring pop. Like, I don't even want to say that. He had a great scoring pop last year that we never saw coming. Yeah. So looked at it like, oh, my God, this year now we're like, okay, sure. You know, Barkov and Verhage. But, like, the big difference with this core from last year is Aaron Eckblad's going to be healthy for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, most likely. it. You know, that is, they have been okay without him. And you have Sherratt with Uyghur, which you don't really want. And when Ekblad's back, you can slot everyone more appropriately. Everybody, and, you know, they have slip- everybody ends up where they should be. Yeah, exactly. So you have Forsling and probably Gudis as your second pair. And, you know, Montour and, and Sherratt as your third pair. You don't have to have them facing off against, you know, top assignments. You have a physical presence on each defensive pair. If that's something you value, you have Uyghur, you have Gudis, mm-hmm. and then you have Sherratt right there. And Ekblad is such a good player. Like, he was having a Norse caliber season. It sucks it ended short again. But, like, he's a huge weapon to have. My biggest question, because you know he's going to play top penalty killing minutes. You know he's going to be top at even strength. Do they put him back on power play one, or did they go, screw hmm. it, we like the five forward still unit? Do the, still do the five do. forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they just, they didn't, like, you ran through all these players they've added. They just haven't missed. Like, they didn't, mm-hmm. no. you didn't mean no. every acquisition was, like, Great, and the person seems better. And even <laughs> except the, I think, for Sherrod, that's the only yeah, one. Is only because of the was, price that they yeah. spent. This is what they, they got him for right now, though, right? Like I think we're still yeah. evaluating that deal. Like this, I'm sure they were like it wasn't for the final whatever regular season games. Like this is the moment they just have. Say, and being able to have Barkov and and Uberdo, who like to varying degrees are like skeleton keys for their line, right? Like, like they just make everything else work. Like, you know that you can throw Sam Bennett on a line with Jonathan Huberto and, and, and it's going to work to some capacity, right? Like, they have that... It's not just that they have elite talent. They have elite talent that, you know, that that drives the bus and, and, and helps and, and helps guys on the guys on their line pr- produce, you know, on a crazy level. I know you you mentioned for Hagee. I feel like that is kind of what the season's been about for him, right? Where last year, maybe there was some... I don't know about skepticism, but you know, a guy kind of comes surprise. out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, surprise, right? Like a, a guy comes out of nowhere like that. You want to see a little bit more from him. You want, you maybe want to see like a full season rather than whatever was going on, whatever was going on last year. And he's been, he's been, he's been fantastic. That that works for, for Hagee yeah. and Barkov. Works. Imagine that. So they have like five forwards who can play center. Yeah. Like, so you were mentioning, right? Like that's crazy. And, and I mean, that's everybody always talks about acquiring those kind of players, and mm-hmm. they just went out and did it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, all right. So, Panthers in four or five across the board? Five. This group. Five. Okay. I, it's, t- it, it's tough for me to pick sweeps. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, yeah, pa- I'll like go Panthers in five. The, only, the, the reason I didn't pick them to sweep is because I just feel like there's going to be a, a Bobrovsky game where he just self destructs or something. Like, I, like I, I think he's good. He's good for. A certain amount of those in a series, but 
it's yeah. it's it's not enough to make this one close. Um, okay, I'll say Panthers in four. Nashville at Colorado. We, Shana, you touched on this. Um, this is the biggest gap. Um, so we don't. I mean, we don't have to talk about the series. This one's Colorado. Yes, it's a waste of eight days, right? Is that what it, the quote was? <laughs> waste of eight Colorado? days. A waste of eight days. Daryl Sutter. Sutter. Sutter drop. Sutter dropped. Daryl dropped two separate gems about playing the Avs. One was, well, it's just a just a waste of eight days. And then the other one was, um, he's like, you got to be careful. You're going to go into Colorado and get the shit kicked out of you. Yep. Can't, he's right. Can't, he's right. And you know what? All these, he's just pumping them up. Daryl just Sutter. a total. Just, like, just pumping them up. <laughs> they know, should not. Setting them up for the fall. I, You know it's all. Okay. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The Preds should not be allowed in the playoffs. They should be eliminated no. entirely. After what yes. happened, after what happened, they, they were all set. I mean, whatever. The Flames are really good. We'll, we're going to talk about them in a second. You don't necessarily want to face them, but you end up drawing the Avs after crapping your pants with a four point, with a, with a, with a, with a four goal lead over the over the over the worst team in in the league. Like what? What the hell? Go away. They should. We should be able to like. Like the Jets should just take over to like take their place or something. <laughs> just this kick them out. Just get out That's of here. <laughs> you're just upset that you lost Flames Predators too, but like you're right <laughs> to be. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> I like whoever wrote the line, this is for Colorado, this series is as close to a bye as a team can have. Wow. That was dumb. That's dumb. We're try- so we're like we're trying to like find reasons to like Yeah, let's find a reason now. Hey, attention series. Come on. D- d- Sorrow's getting hurt was <laughs> the end. The end. This that's is it. over. That's David it. Riddick. David Riddick's one of the worst backups in the league, and he's and he's he going is. against the Abs in the playoffs. Like it's over. Can Roman Yossi play goal and truly be the <laughs> <most valuable laughs> player? I can't wait. No, we're gonna like their plan is to just stick Yossi in the crease, have him make saves, and then just and then just carry the puck into into Colorado. No, no, no. no. Like this year entire- though, they <laughs> they're breaking down his role. So this year he doesn't even need to get in the crease. Dante Fabro, that is your job. You're gonna get in the crease. You're gonna do all the puck retrievals. You're doing all the dirty work. Get the puck to Yossi. That's it. That is your job. But now it includes goaltending. <laughs> Love we it. talked about the gap in GSVA in the Rangers series. This one, Darcy Kemper's at a 4.2. Riddich is at a minus 1.0. So that we're over five on that. <laughs> flames. It was Flames versus Predators on two, on Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't, I can't even remember which. It ended up being Riddick versus Dan Vladar down the stretch. And it was just like, it was who, who, who sucks less basically down the, down the stretch in that game. Good God. So, Shana, give me a path to victory for the Predators. There has I mean, to be one. play 60 minutes with Philip Forsberg and Matt yeah, just ride the stars. Yeah, no, the- like, even their star talent, though. Like, their star talent falls short of Colorado's, mm-hmm. two yeah. of Colorado's star players. Add two together. Pick any two of that top line. And now add it together against the two Predators, and it's not very good. Their second line is rough. Uh, I do like Tanner Janot in their middle six. Mm-hmm. Their depth is pretty rough. Defense is like their defense is fine until you get to the third pair, whether it's Borbietsky or Lazan with Matt mm-hmm. Benning. Like that's not very good and at all. There's nothing nice to say about it. It's just bad. Um Forsberg's been outstanding and uh Duchesne has been really good too. Like huge bounce back year for him. Yeah. Uh the funny thing is, so besides the two of them, literally no one else in Nashville up front can get into the zone with like possession at a consistent rate. 
that of all defensemen, it's no surprise Yossi jumps out at that when usually that's the forward's job to get into the offensive mm-hmm. zone. And Yossi just has to do that for them too. Like it comes from their defense of it because they'll get in uncontrolled entries and then have to like battle out in the corners and things like that. But like they just don't have enough good players to constantly enter with control and like start off on a good foot. They don't have, they don't have centers. You know, that's that's it's that it's that it's that simple. Did you did you know that the Forsberg, by the way, has he has the third the third best goals per sixty in the league? Like I I don't think I realized that he was as productive this year as he was because you see he has forty two goals, but he's done it in he did it in whatever sixty eight games or sixty seven games or something like that. Sixty seven, yeah. So good for him. I could be wrong. Good for him, but you'll be you'll be home in a week or so. The, if Colorado wins the Stanley Cup and Kad, Kadri has it, you know what we what we expect out of him in the playoffs. How much is somebody going to overpay for him? He's going to he's going to make, really, make ten million dollars a year. Yeah, that's that's going to happen. And then, I mean, good player, but wow. You know, it's the the, fun, the funny thing about Kadri is that everybody's like, oh, they're like penciling him in for the Flyers, and the Flyers are yeah. like, they're in cap hell. They, they I don't know where this where where all this money that that, that everybody's like, oh, they're they're going to do something crazy, something reckless. They're going to overpay Kadri. They can't. So it, it'll be funny to see who actually does it because it will be somebody. So you guys don't like to predict sweeps. I'll do it. So, okay. I am going to say five games because I think Nashville will just like have one gutsy win. It has to be a low scoring one, but I, I think they'll have like one gutsy win and that's it. It'll be a gentleman's gentleman's sweep by the ass. Gentleman's sweep. I like that. <laughs> um, and a waste of eight days for everybody. All right, last series, our favorite our favorite American team, the Calgary Flames, who Sean and I have adopted this team as That's an American right. team. They just weren't getting the appreciation north of the border that we thought was worthy of a team that's a lot of fun, has some great American players on it. And so we said, you know what, Canada, if you don't like the Calgary Flames, we'll take them. But Shana... Sean loves the Dallas Stars too. That's his other team. <laughs> Hold the on. Rambling Boys of Chaos. The, ra- right? the Rambling Boys of Chaos. The they're so they're so ridiculous. They're not good. They're funny. <laughs> That's why funny. I like them. They're funny. <laughs> I tell that to their general manager at the end of the year, and they're pissed that they get out in the first round. Just write a letter and be like, "It's okay. They were funny. <laughs> you guys, were guys you guys brought down. me. You guys brought me so many, so much joy in your in your uh, Central Time starts." All those, all those nine or ten p.m. Eastern starts just made me made me so happy. Thank you. Now, what would be more funny than beating the like just finding a way to put it, put it together and beat the Flames? How how does that, that happen? That Is there funny. a scenario where that happens for the for our Dallas Stars? Well, yesterday I was talking to Sarah Sivian, and I was like, maybe this is the one series I could see like an upset happening. And she quickly yeah. corrected me and was like, "L.A. Edmonton," which I do agree with her on that. I'm like, okay, so now this now moved to second. Um, their top line is really, really good. Like top caliber, top line. Rupe Hintz is amazing. Jason Robertson is so talented. And Joe Pavelski is still really good. And Miro Heiskanen, you know, he's an X factor for them for sure. Jake Ottinger can be very good in that. I know like his numbers aren't great season wide and like the first half definitely has to do with it a bit. But like, I don't, I don't hate the stars. I just don't think that they're going to like, can they match up to this? I don't know. But like, because there's so much depth up and down the Flames lineup. Yeah. But if anyone can like yeah. create a little bit of chaos, I feel like they're the team that maybe could push it. Like they play really well with their backs against the wall. If you if if I would like them more against maybe some other higher seeded team that didn't have uh 
I mean, look, the, the Gaudreau line, Gaudreau, Lindholm, yeah. Kachuk, they're the best five-on-five five line in the league this season. They're the, yep. the, right? So even if, like, say they play them to a draw, like, say that's what the matchup ends up being and, you know, whatever, the the Hints line and, and the in the, the Gaudreau line just sort of are a wash. You look at the forward depth there, it's just it's impossible to pick Dallas. You're talking about Dennis Gurianov maybe being the the fourth best forward on the team. Like that's just not that's not yep. that's not gonna work. No, Tyler Sagan's play has been bad too. Maybe Ben. Sagan and Ben getting old makes me feel God, if it's just I was decrepit. just like, <laughs> that you're sitting there going, you just you just named their top line and then you're like, here's their fourth best best forward, and then we haven't even gotten to Sagan and Ben yet. And, mm-hmm. and it's, they're not a, a factor potentially. Nope. nope. And Radulov too. He has like ten. He has four goals on the season when he should have fourteen by expectations. Forgetting about finishing talent, which in his peak we know he had, but like you know, lately it's like, is it there? He's been on the fourth line, and then their third line, literally that that uh, Luke Lindenning's line. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) you still, I mean, like real, like you have your Luke Lindenning is playing, you know. Yeah, big big no big offense. minutes for a playoff team, like in in twenty problematic. That's, I that's like. Not I mean, work. I've seen a lot of Luke Lindenning in my life. I got. I, t- like I have. Him. I have time for Luke Lindenning. He was a. Yeah. He was. A, he was a good player for a long time. But if. But if. He, if he is. You don't want him. If he is a. If he is an everyday player on your postseason team, you are gonna have a bad time. And going against top competition, mm-hmm. that line is like the shutdown line. So it's like it's nice you can shut down your own offense while trying to shut down the <laughs> opponents. Go off. That's what the strategy is. All right. Love it. I mean, like I said, I'm, it's it's the end of the line for my boys, but whatever. It's been the the true the true the true friends are the rambling boys of chaos we made along the way. I guess. Does Johnny Goudreau have anything to prove in these playoffs? Like, do we feel like? I think he's. I think he should. He's a top three heart guy this year. He should be top four. I would say. I have a hard time between him and McDavid rounding out the ballot. That would be the one I would struggle. I struggle with, with the goalie thing. I, I've, I'm still not sure where I'm at on that because it's like it's it has Wetchesterkin like just whatever. He's next level out, out of control good this year, but like goalies are just fundamentally more valuable always. So like it's like if you open that door, I don't know. I that door I, should I always be open. Yeah, though. I know. I know. We, how many times have we talked about goaltending already today in every series? Like the Capitals have. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna submit a heart ballot. It's just five goalies. You know what? I talked to someone about that yesterday. Yeah, they were about like, "What if that? I did that?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "There, Dom, there aren't Dom, enough- Dom, no." Dom <laughs> sent me his after he already did it. He already sent it in. He was the only person to do it after he sent it in. And I was like, "Can I give you my thoughts?" He's like, "Oh, I'm done already." And I was like. Why, what's the fun of this? Why, why did you even give it to me? <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a ballot this year, and I am not upset about it. No, I don't vote. I just it makes me sit I in the corner and make fun of everyone I'm else's. like, come on, I can't. It's I find it all exhausting. Um, but I always would put one goalie on. I I would take like the the guy that like moved the needle the most and put him in my top five. I can't intellectually get to that spot because then I'm just like, if if I if this yeah, either you do or don't. I got the, like. But then it's so the same it's thing. so unfair to not like not like you're just ignoring Sturkin a full position. I know, I know, right. I know. Why? They because they get the, they have a Vesna. I'm like, I'm like, you yeah. guys, you guys have your awards, whatever. But so do defensemen, and so do <laughs> yeah. forwards. Forwards have the Art Ross. No, they I, have I don't the vote. Selkie, I, I don't. They I don't, have I don't vote everything. for defensemen either. It's okay. Who do you vote? No, who do you put on your ballot? Coaches, Sidney, Sidney Crosby, mm. top. Sidney Crosby, Chris Letang. Chris Letang. 
It's over. <laughs> Whoever's in net for, peng- for the Penguins that week. No, no yeah. they should throw you no. in net. I want to see a goalie hear you say that they don't belong on the heart ballot. One of them one day is going to be like, all right, get in net. Oh, God. And just make I you know. play like five no, minutes against them. Like, no, hold on Sean. a second. No, it's a, ba- it's a, it's a back in a compliment, though, because I'm like, you guys are so valuable that you just nuke the scale. Mm. So whenever, You're more valuable um, than the heart. You're better than. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go tell. I'm, I'm I'm gonna go tell it to Casey to Smith or whatever. See what happens. All right, Flame Stars I mean, he's not picks. Never not Smith, maybe in six. You said Flames in six. Ooh, yeah. Flames in five. I like. You have a lot of five game series. I've I I had to I had to go out of my way to not just to not make my bracket complete chalk like. To like you know what's not going to be though. Like when I know that's learn? what I'm saying. I had to I had to go back and like force right, myself to this pick way. some up. Pick so some we've upset. been over these series. Which one, if you had to pick an upset in the four that we talked about today? So I'll say Flames in five or six. The Tuesday starts. I truly don't. I truly don't like any of them. Okay. Yeah, because Rangers or Penguins. Is anyone like truly an upset if they win? Yeah, like, you I don't, don't think feel so. Like you're going out on a limb. I guess Penguins. No, because eh, it's so it's so close. It's the same thing as like Boston, Carolina. Those are the two series. I don't think I don't even think Toronto Tampa is a true upset because you can find a thousand reasons for both. If you pick L.A. over Edmonton, total upset. If you pick Dallas over that, that's my upset of round one for sure. If I had to choose one of these games, I'm going to go with Dallas, which is kind of like a little bit off the rails. But that would be my guess. It'd be funny. It would (laughs) be. That's all that matters. All right, Shana. Thanks for all your hard work and enlightening us in these series and writing 25,000 <laughs> words about the playoffs, all of which immediately then the series started yep. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> keep reading these. Please. That's gone. That's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone's just going to like try to come back and dunk on us and then be like, Dom, your model sucks. I mean, it, it might be, it might be me. You never know. You never all know. The good I, stuff, do you... All the good stuff in those previews is written by you. All the, all the bad stuff is written by Dom. And it's, of course. Terrible model. Terrible model. Bias. Leafs model. So the Leafs model. That's right. The Leafs model. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Shana. Great work as always. And um, we will catch up. Hopefully we'll have, we'll we'll have you on every time you're available. This this is good. We'll we'll preview round two (laughs) at, at the very least. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. 
is as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the only good segment on the show. I'm just going to go into the comments. 39 this week, you little weirdos. Thank you so much. <laughs> on our Troy Terry interview, who is, oof, he was great. I'm psyched. I'm psyched that we're in the the Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers era for the Ducks. I, I think. That's I fun. think we're all. I think we're. I think we're all going to be better for that. He was fun. Like I, he, he was, was fun. Now he. We he, all we all know Zegers is good, but like Troy Terry brought a lot to the table in that interview until we started booing him it was very unprofessional smart he said obviously a smart a smart dude so he he was uh he, he he warmed up down the stretch there we love we love troy terry will c says which superstar playoff team do you think could see a coaching change after this postseason if their team underperforms or doesn't meet stanley mm-hmm. cup expectations are teams like colorado or toronto facing such high expectations that they could make drastic moves if they take another early eggs in the playoffs I mean, Colorado's yes. the bi- Colorado's Colorado. the big one. Big, 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 big time. I think if I think Jared Bednar, if, if they don't, I mean, they'll, they'll get out of the first round. We, we just talked about that. Like it'd be, but he, I think he's got to win two rounds for for sure. You gotta you gotta make it out of the second round, and that's and that's their thing. Like I'm sure if they, you know, if there's a Western Conference Final where it's them versus the Flames or whatever, yeah. I, I mean. Whew. You f- you feel like you feel like if he makes it to the conference final, he'll stick around, right? But I don't know that that's. I don't know if I would put money on it. Max Z disagrees, by the way, with this mm-hmm. take, saying that the um, he got an extension mm-hmm. and that the team is like built for him and his system. But how many times can you go into the postseason as like everybody's playoff favorite and? And this all, yeah, I know. And this all presupposes that they tank in the second round again, which like, I'm not, I wouldn't, I think they're, I think they're different this year. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think, I don't think we're going to be talking about another second round exit for the, for the Colorado Avalanche. Well, that's the thing. I think he's a a good coach and that's a great team and they're about to go on a huge run here. So the points move, but that's, I think that's the answer to the question. For sure. And that's, that's the obvious one. I, I don't know that there's anybody, I don't know. There's certainly no coach that's under more under under more heat than him. I guess maybe if the if the Leafs get embarrassed against the against Tampa or something, maybe maybe things get interesting there. But even even then, which dog breed exudes the essence of American hero Phil Kessel? This is from Wes H. Easy answer: hot dog. We blew that. That was a layup. The dog breed that the Phil Kessel dog breed: hot dog. Duh. Hot dog. Uh, Joey N says he sees him as sees Phil as more of a basset hound corgi mix. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's not bad. 
Chrissy, Sean's take on Dallas being a funny team to watch is pretty spot on. I'm absolutely prepared for this team to fall down the proverbial stairs and miss the playoffs. And simultaneously, I'm ready to watch them get hot and win the first round and fit in five games. So, it's obviously left on April 26th. Um, I think that's it, right? Like, I, I think that's they're whatever. It's they're they're either gonna they're either gonna sweep the flames or get swept. How is it fun to be a Stars fan, or just like frustrating? From the people I've seen it. on from from the people I've seen on Twitter, I, th- I think I think uh, I think the team has driven them insane. Over, yeah, over I don't last, think it's last fun. six months. Like it's fun for us because we don't have a you know dog in the hunt. But boy, if you're a Stars fan, you're just like, come on. I was reading. I was reading something that Saad and Haley wrote. It's probably live to uh, some sometime this afternoon. That scouting the enemy things, which are also, by yeah. the way, great great pieces for every series. We have yes. each beat writer, you know, answer questions from from the opposing beat writer about about their team. They're uniformly great. Every single one's been awesome. <clears throat> and the the flames the flame stars one, you know, fits the bill too. But Saad, I hadn't actually seen it laid out this way. I think they had the longest winning streak in the history of the franchise. I want to say. And they also lost at least three games, I want to say four separate times in a row. So that's like what their season has been. It's just been streak after streak after streak. And I think it's I think it's driven people crazy. So that doesn't tend to like end well. No. I can't believe they made it in. I can't like that was why for as screwed up as Vegas was, right? For as you know, clearly the the, the mix was off and, and there was plenty of reasons to be skeptical about about them making it you know i the one trump card that i thought they had was that the stars are ridiculous and 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 are going to find some way to find some way to yak down the stretch so even if vegas was going to back in that was that was my assumption really until the last probably 10 10 days of the season no i know it's 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 crazy they're a ridiculous team chris e i wanted to point this out Gave us our, our next uh, Apple Podcast bonus <laughs> episode idea, so we don't have to keep going to the Mount Rushmore of whatever uh, well. Suggesting that I bring a list of fun facts about Sebastian Ajo, but I don't s- specify which Sebastian Ajo I'm talking about, and Sean has to identify. I love that. One. That, that could be is, that I'm could in. be like a recurring segment, honestly. Name that Sebastian Ajo. Where Name each, that Sebastian each week, Ajo fun Each week fact. you dig, each week you each week you dig up one thing and I have to say whether it's the defenseman or the, or the, uh, or the, or the center. Josh R as the summer approaches and teams in need of a lot or little help to contend like the Blackhawks, the Coyotes, Detroit, mm-hmm. who makes the biggest leap forward next year and possibly makes the playoffs. Do any of these teams try to make a big free agent signing or draft a trade? Maybe far fetch for the teams I listed, but I feel like some team will surprise us uh, to take big steps forward. I know you wanted to Craig. I know, I know you wanted to talk about, about, what happened in Detroit? You know, they announced that Jeff Blashill isn't isn't coming back. I think that's a decent jumping off yeah. point for that. Well, so I just I, maybe because I'm in Detroit and I've been hearing the noise around Jeff Blashill this year, and I, I get the frustration. He's long tenured coach. I just wanted to say I thought Jeff Blashill did, and I'm not just saying this like a really good job in an impossible situation. Gets handed the keys to a veteran team during a full on rebuild teardown. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I evaluate a coach is, okay, you get handed young players at some point during this. How does it turn out? He basically, Dylan Larkin is, he molded Dylan Larkin, who I think people saw when he was young, when I would talk to people around the league, they would say, this guy's a second line center at best. Mm -hmm. Dylan Larkin now is a a top line center. Mm -hmm. Um, like 
the other young players that are coming now during it, the top of the rebuild, then you say, okay, it's Ray, Lucas Raymond and Mort Sider. Like here, here are these two other really important cornerstones. They had incredible seasons. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he, you know, Hironic, like these, these young players, that's all you can evaluate on. Like, did he create an environment in which the young players could get better and do well? He was never going to win games in this, in this stretch. Mm-hmm. And also they never quite bottomed out. Like they never had mm-hmm. the worst team in the league. Like he kept, so like these fans that are like, oh, Blaschel's terrible. Yeah, like, that's God, everybody. So, uh, like this, he actually. I don't know. I thought. I think that's I, I my. Think big, he's well, a really okay. good coach. So that's that's like I guess, the big takeaway, you know, from seeing the reaction to the slow motion dismissal because everyone knew he was gone. Like that was that was a. I think that was yes decided for quite a while, but just to see the reaction to that, and also to see the reaction to what Max Boltman wrote, um, really good column he wrote about. He wrote, he wrote about, you know, the end of the Blashall era because it was, by the way, that dude was a coach since 2015, second most tenured in the league, which is just bananas. Yeah. Um, I don't think I was aware that fans were over Blashell as much as they are. Like, they, like, oh, there was, they are done. They were like, yeah. and this is, I'm not just cherry picking here either. Like, comments, replies on Twitter, again, to a, to a, yeah. A nuanced piece that Max wrote, but also one that was pretty critical of Blashell because he was saying like he's been here for a while and, you know, yeah, maybe he didn't have, you know, didn't have the toolbox necessarily, but they, it wasn't like, it wasn't some, you know, he wasn't throwing flowers at, at Blashell. There was, there was criticism there. And people in their replies on Twitter were just like, uh-uh, nope, not having it. They were it. not having it. Uh-uh. No, and that's fine. And that's, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's hard to have that, that perspective unemotionally because you're just like, oh, we're tired mm-hmm. of losing. You, they thought maybe you know Steve Eisman made some moves for the roster that you said okay maybe they can take a step this year and it didn't really happen in the standings. I get all of that, but all that like they weren't a playoff. Te- they were never a playoff no. team this year. Like that was never in the cards. No. My guess is like Steve's gonna to to get to the question. I don't like they're gonna add. It makes no sense. I don't like it. Doesn't make yeah. sense for them to add. Max Max kind of Max kind of thinks they should add. I I'm like they need one more bad year, mm-hmm. I, and I know at some point Dylan's gonna be like forty. And you you know, and you're gonna be like eh, one more, one more. But like, what, I do think they need one more bad year. And I, like, Steve is has the longest leash in the history of any GM hired ever. He's he. I I would like to see like what set of on ice circumstances will lead to Steve Eiserman getting fired. Like what on our what on yeah, earth would have to happen? We're not even having that discussion for no, years. I, never so, had 10, 10, 20 years. Um, and just to put a a bow on the blast. So so. In my mind, with him, one of one of two things are, is going to happen. He's going to go to Tampa, become an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. You know, him and John Cooper are close, and then he'll get another opportunity with a legit good team. Like I know people around the league really like him. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Bill Zito, for instance, in Florida, coached with him on, on you know was was a GM of one of the world's teams. Like Bill just raves about the those way guys, he those teams. Like those, they, they all know him. In the opinion, he's going to get another opportunity in a good team. And he, hopefully Jeff is smart and doesn't take another rebuild. Right. Or, and I think it's going to work out well, or he's going to go like coach like Michigan State or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or go like he's a college guy. And if I'm him, that sounds pretty good too. I mean, the opinion of guys like him, you know, those those don't those don't easily change, right? Like with the, in the, work, the work he did with Grand Rapids and just the amount of yeah. – and I know that's like a million years ago now, but that's that was, a sort of – was like – I'm telling you, man. Like that's Microsoft, like, Nyquist. Yeah, right. Jonathan. 
I was, I was, I was about to say, Eric, I was about to say, I was about to say Erickson. John that's not Erickson. right. <laughs> um, to answer the question though, what team makes the leap? You know, it's our Buffalo Sabres. Like to, to answer to, real, to not go on a toughest, Jeff Lashiel's side. That's the toughest thing for Detroit is how many is how many teams up and coming. You know, there's a few teams in the Atlantic where if you squint, you can see them being better, and it's them, yeah. and it's Buffalo, and it's Ottawa. Like at some at some at some point, the Sens are going to be a little bit more relevant. Than they are at the moment, and also not for nothing, those teams each finished one point apart this year. It was Buffalo seventy five, Detroit seventy four, Ottawa seventy three. So there's there's a there's a big mess in the middle. I think the obvious choice for a team to make a jump next year is is the Canucks. Still, I, th- I think a full a full season of Boudreau, yeah. You get you get Petter, you get Pedersen right. You get some of those guys producing the way the way that they did with Bruce, and then you have you know a full off season of of the Rutherford regime to try to. Fix some stuff there. I I think there. I mean that's a that's not a yeah that's a good one. Like Josh that's, mentioned, that's the Blackhawks they seem committed to the rebuild. Coyotes, who knows? They're decades away. Detroit, I I still don't think it's their moment. I mm-hmm. I, I like the Sabers. I like you know we've been saying it for New Jersey for years, but Jack Hughes clearly makes a leap. Like maybe New Jersey finally figures it out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean uh, the Sabers. I'm wearing my Donnie Meatball shirt. I mean, for God's sakes, they finished. They finished. Uh, they finished fifth in the wild card standings, right? Oh, can we talk about Dan M's comment? Oh, Come on, guys. Oh. Getzlaff is a borderline Hall of Fame case at best. He's not. He's in. <laughs> Hearing him call, called first ballot made me laugh out loud. We'll, really, we'll, Dan we'll see. Em? We'll see. We'll see. He's laughing in three years, brother. Yeah, Dan. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Remember that, Dan. Jack M- can't. We with our dog comparisons, we have a lot of people saying that either Cole Caulfield or Jack or Jack Campbell should be the should be the uh, the golden retriever. So I think Michael K says Cole Caulfield's a pug. <laughs> Cole Caulfield's a Frenchie. Um, I I think I think Jack's I think Jack's the Jack's the move there. And here's where we'll close. Last comment from Yardena. Wow, she says Sean called me out for not commenting, which I did. But the wow. truth is, I left a comment a few weeks ago about your Muppet counterparts obviously being Statler and Waldorf, which not Ours? wrong, not wrong. We are getting old. Slap it, Ameri- so that's what people think. Oh, Colab, can I tell you how old I am now? This is how old I am. Getting mm-hmm. my hair cut, and the hairdresser goes, "Oh, how you have kids? How many kids yet?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "She's like, how old are they?" I th- I don't think I'm that old. I still feel You're like not. I'm young. You you, st- you had goes, kids young. You guys, she, I, usually when I say how old my kids are, traditionally I say, oh, "Yeah, my kids are sixteen, thirteen, and 10. And people are like, "Whoa, you have a sixteen-year-old? That's crazy!" You're, you know what I mean? They're like, "Wow, I can't believe somebody yeah. as young and handsome as yourself would have somebody that old." Youthful. She goes, "She goes, you have a ten-year-old still?" Oh, it flipped! Holy <laughs> shit! Oh my god! I'm like, yeah. Why is that weird? She's like, "Wow, is that? Do you have the energy for that?" Cal being driver's license age is just horrifying to me. But yeah, your your Dennis says slap an American flag on the balcony and call it a day. Sean simply did not notice. So rude. I, I expect better. Do oh better, wait. Sean. Oh wait. No, I don't. <laughs> P.S. Let us know when Cormac's hit single is available for download. And P.P.S. I must know the Scott Mellonby story, which you are going mm-hmm. to t- you are going to tell that at, at some point. Oh, yeah, I will. I'll tell it. I'm <laughs> I'm Next not going to tell it right now. Someday. 
it's a, I'm always like it, it's a 45 uh, minute it's a 45 minute story. It's like the Norm McDonald's uh, joke about the moth, except it's a moth. story. Except it's a story about Scott yeah. Mellonby. Scott Mellonby goes to a podiatrist. <laughs> says Doc. Doc. All right, my son. I think that's it. I think we're done. Do you have the um, podcast plugs that we can plug? Mike Russo has. Um, oh. I mean, you got Mike Russo and Jeremy Rutherford doing a live room edition of Straight from the Source. God almighty. Okay. I mean, we got just two heavyweights, Russo and Rutherford, going toe-to-toe in round round one. I love it for all the personality. The personality dynamic between Russo and Jeremy is just like Russo and JR. Like, that's that's perfect. I love that. We talk about Russo's army a lot. Don't sleep on JR's army. (laughs) JR. JR. JR knows what the people want, baby. Oh, better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, man, what a, it's terrible we're losing yeah, one of those beat writers in round one. We'll see. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. Also, oh, wait, are those are those the rules? My bad. Mm, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Oh, you can leave a rating and review. We don't really like ask genuinely. I just kind of read it, but it would be helpful if you left us a rating. Uh, yeah, if it's, it if, it's a, like, if it's a like, five, if it's a five if it's a this. five point oh. Just make sure because we share a feed with all those Canadians and other specify. people, specify that it's the American edition that you're giving the five star to and not, and just don't let the other ones like. You can make fun of us and criticize us in the comments. You can say whatever you want. Get personal. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. As long as you give us a 5.0 rating. Subscribe to the Athletic Audio Plus on Apple Podcasts to hear all the Sebastian Ajo trivia you can handle. <laughs> Get Next ready. time Sean and I do the bonus content. You start with a 30-day free trial, then it's just 99 cents a month after that. And right now, you, the one person listening to this who's not a subscriber yet to The Athletic, can get in for a dollar a month for six months if you go to theathletic.com slash hockey show. Dollar a month, Sean. Andrew Ladd's on the round table with Pizzo and, and Sarah and Granger. Oh, Monday, that's huh? good. It's, yeah, I'm... I'm I, I always love hearing guys like him hearing guys like him talk it's cool to see him stick around as long as he has maybe maybe they'll be saying that about you someday Craig Oh, how do you handle a 10 year old I mean come on it was so insulting <laughs> yeah dude I, that has to be tough with your with your walker and orthopedic shoes right <sighs> little, little walker with cut in half tennis balls stuck on the bottom of them <laughs> Shuffle around, <laughs> chase Cormac get to never like, soccer. I'm surprised and stuff. you have this much hair. There's always these little like like that's a, just total 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 backhanded backhanded. Yeah, she's like whenever. really thick hair. I'm surprised for someone of your advanced age. I'm like, what, did I did, did I did, did I offend you? What have I what have I done to deserve <laughs> this? Have a great week. Enjoy the playoffs, everybody. Finally, yeah, we made it. We're here. <laughs>